We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you sweet, sweet soul and my very dear friend. Thank you for making Empower Radio and Journey to Center a part of your day today. So have you ever met someone and felt an instant chemistry and then embarked upon a passionate romance and felt intensely high on life and love? And then after some time been let down, perhaps lied to, manipulated, and left thinking, what just happened to me? How and why? To go from the highest of highs of heaven on earth and then to descend into the lows of confusion, self-doubt, heartbreak, and despair and what literally feels like hell, is undoubtedly some of the most treacherous terrain of this human experience. This can be especially difficult when we come to realize the one we loved so deeply really didn't love us at all, and in fact, may have been incapable, because they were a narcissist. Narcissism is confusing and complex, and some would say it's an epidemic. Recovering from a relationship that has entailed narcissistic abuse can take years, a lifetime, or in some cases, Some people never recover at all. Today, I'm so honored and privileged to be having a conversation with an internationally recognized narcissistic abuse recovery expert, Melanie Tonya Evans. She's here to inform, educate, and guide us. I will be doing three powerful segments with her. Today is the first. We'll be talking about what narcissism actually is, narcissistic abuse, and how we can know if we are in a relationship with one. Melanie's leading-edge healing methods have helped thousands of people from all over the world make astonishing and complete recoveries from narcissistic abuse. Melanie's passion and purpose is to help as many people as she can, not just to survive after narcissistic abuse, but thrive. She shares and pays forward the model which not only saved her life, but also helped her create the life of her dreams. Her work has revolutionized the old model of survivor recovery to one of thriver status where people become more confident, happy, and successful than they were even before being abused. The Thriver model has gained incredible attention and recognition with psychologists, counselors, domestic violence workers, and relationship experts globally, where they refer abuse victims to Melanie's model as the solution to recover and authentically heal from narcissistic abuse. So Melanie, thank you so, so much for saying yes to this conversation. Tammy, it's a joy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I've heard your name um, often from people that have uh, worked with you and healed with you. And so when I reached out, I was like, oh, I hope she says yes. And just so glad, so honored that you are making the time for this conversation. Uh, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be doing that with you, Tammy. Yes. And you are in Australia, so it's actually tomorrow there. It's tomorrow morning there. It's evening here. And I'm so grateful for technology to be able to um, help us create the space for this conscious conversation. So, um, Melanie, I'd just like to start a little bit with your backstory and how you ended up becoming such an expert in this really interesting arena. Mm, Well, Tammy, I didn't kind of know that I was going to grow up to be a narcissistic abuse recovery expert (laughs) at all. Uh, And like so many people that have come across this, I had no idea that I was in a narcissistic relationship. I married a man who 
I believed was the love of my life. He was my Prince Charming. I was 35 years of age, so I'd had a few relationships before him, but this was the first man I'd ever wanted to marry. He was everything I'd ever dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, not too far into the relationship, apart from, you know, the beautiful love bombing and the romance and everything that was a girl's wildest dreams, there was this weird stuff where he would take umbrage of things that normal people shouldn't have. There were things starting to appear from his past that were very questionable. He uh, started getting quite possessive and jealous and controlling, yet even so, I didn't want to give up on the dream of this being my perfect husband-to-be, so Mm -hmm. I married him. And the red flags turned into whopping great billboards. Mm. Things got worse and worse and worse. And at the end of it, uh, one of the things was he faked a cancer condition that was a hoax, Mm. um, part of the control. But, you know, a lot of the things that most people experience was the rages, pathological lies, things in his past were catching up with him he was controlling he was jealous he was emotionally physically sexually financially abusive and by the time I was at 40 years of age I ended up being around 80 pounds I was skinny yeah yeah I I hadn't been up eat for about six months Uh, I had post-traumatic stress disorder which was through Mm -hmm. the work if I had chronic agoraphobia and after many attempts of trying to escape and leave and then either being hoovered back in or me missing him so much that and being so addicted to him I was like a heroin addict wanting to get crumbs off the carpet mm-hmm. it, was, it was horrific it was horrible so mm. this went on and on and on for a couple of years until I ended up having a complete adrenal psychotic breakdown that I was told that I would never recover from um, I was a millimeter away from being institutionalized I was told I'd need three antipsychotics probably for the best of, rest of my life and that I would never function again as normal and at this stage I had been a a successful career woman I'd taken uh, two clear house titles into the relationship I'd lost the lot I had insurmountable debt uh, which is a often a casualty of these kind of relationships because they rip apart everything we know is the fabric of our life. I'd lost family, friends, credibility, and now I'd lost my sanity and my my health completely. Mm. And at that part of my life at 40 years of age, I really didn't believe there was any reason to continue living. I didn't see how that would be possible. Mm-hmm. So I'd hit that absolute, absolute rock bottom after my diagnosis. I was on suicide watch because I wanted to end my life. The, the horrible, tragic thing was was that I, at the time, had uh, my son who was, was a teenager and I actually believed that he would be better off without me. Mm. And, uh, that's how low things were. And at that time on Suicide Watch, I had this, I'd always been spiritual, Tammy, and I'd been involved 
in metaphysics and spirituality and personal development for years. I'd had experiences, but nothing quite like this because I was lying on my bed and I'm like, okay, well, how do I exit without hurting people too much? And I had this voice in my head that was saying, no, there's another way. And I was arguing with it, thinking mm-hmm. this is just my sadness. And then I, in desperation, I walked into my bathroom and I fell on the mat on the floor and I put my hands up and I just screamed, help me, I can't do this. And um, at that point, this awareness, this epiphany entered me that was so crystal clear. It, It was, I'd never known anything to be so true in my whole life and it was all about how I actually wasn't a victim, how Mm. this person had been a sole contract that had come into my life to reflect back to me all the areas of my childhood wounds and all Mm -hmm. the ways that I'd been hard on myself and all the ways I demanded my own perfection and the ways that I wasn't self-partnered and self-loving and and self-supporting myself and all of the ways I'd been disconnected from myself my entire life Mm -hmm. and when epiphany hit me it wasn't like I wanted to it wasn't like blaming and shaming myself or saying this is all my fault it was it was more like this massive realization oh my god there was a reason for this Mm -hmm. And, and in that moment Tammy I was shown I was catapulted into the future in this and maybe you've got to be completely out of your mind to know the truth, but I was out of my mind. And I was catapulted into the future and I saw myself glowing and radiant and I felt myself more whole and complete than I'd ever felt in my life, ever. And I knew this was my future. So I kind of snapped back into reality, into this emaciated, traumatized, haunted, destroyed woman that I was. And I knew that there was a way to get there, but I just didn't know what it was. Right. So, yeah. But from that moment onwards, and I was given, in that epiphany, I was given a choice. Do you choose this mission or you or you can leave? And mm-hmm. I chose the mission. I chose mm-hmm. it with my heart. So from that moment on, these incredible things started happening. For a start, the next day, I talked the medical profession out of giving me antipsychotics and institutionalizing me, which was an absolute miracle in itself. I started a journey of life from the inside out, <laughs> full 100% radical responsibility that this is about healing me. I yeah. can't change him. I can't make him be different to fix my life. This is about healing all of those unhealed, broken parts that I'd never faced before. So this journey all the way up to today (laughs) has been my life ever since. That was over 10 years ago. That was 12 years ago. And what happened from that was this incredible journey of an 18-month search for the truth and the truth that I discovered was that our mind has no ability to heal our emotional inner traumas mm-hmm. we have to way to make them in our body and to address them cellularly release them and replace them with source mm-hmm. with a high 
power was the ability to heal what our conscious mind can't. And I found the formula to do that. I created a formula eventually after 18 months, which I call Quantum Freedom Healing. And what happened from there was a revolutionary healing for myself that defied all of the medical profession. It was deemed impossible. I was able to heal brain circuits, agoraphobia, post-traumatic stress disorders, which I was told were irreparable, as well as my adrenals. Mm. And that actually healed to a level where I was more confident, expanded, whole, healthy, vibrant and radiant than I'd ever been in my entire life. Yeah. The narcissist who originally was like a relentless terminator trying to destroy my life and destroy me lost all power over me. Everything he tried to do when I did a shift on the inner level fell over, got Mm -hmm. found out, all the people that he'd smeared uh, me to who had left my life all saw the truth on their own accord, came back and partnered with me, key people. Everything did a 180-degree turn. So Mm -hmm. I started talking about this, you know, online and sharing articles and because I kind of at this time had no idea it was the epidemic that it was and knew he was a narcissist, but I didn't know it was an epidemic. And all these people came forward and they're like, oh, my God, the conversations word for word what happened with me and my partner and blah 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 or you know my uh, family member or boss or whatever and people started wanting to know what I was doing I had a lot of resistance originally a lot of people were very invested in staying in the victim model and no you can't heal these things and no you will have and I'm like no that's not the truth I'm living I don't accept that yeah I don't accept that Mm -hmm. Spot on, Tammy. Love everything you're saying. And I'm so relating because I have a pattern in history of uh, being involved with narcissists myself. And I, too, have made that full and complete recovery. Something you say in your book that I love so much. You talk about quantum law. So within, so without. If we want something in our life, we need to be it for it to come to us. If we don't feel confident, whole, and worthy because we still have unhealed, unfinished childhood business, we'll hook up with other people and cling to them while repeating the patterns that relate to whatever's been missing from our lives. So really your journey, I mean, this guy was a blessing to you as my narcissistic fiance was as well. It was about backing up and becoming whole and loving ourselves and becoming authentically empowered. And then they can't hook us anymore. It's so true, Tammy, they can't. And, you know, the more you learn about narcissistic abuse and especially the more inner work you do on yourself, mm-hmm. you realise these people have been showing up in your life professing to be the saviour of your wounds. Right. You know, so me, you know, I hadn't believed that I'd been met and seen as a child. It was all about performance rather than loving me for me. And he showed up in a way that I was like, oh, my God, finally somebody sees me, meets meets me, gets me, adores me. So I was like a woman in a a desert finding an oasis. But what happens is with narcissists, 
we think they're going to make us whole at an unconscious or conscious level. But then it's our wounds and our gaps that they start attacking and hooking us with. And we hang on trying to get them back to to go back to be the saviour of our wounds. But what this lesson is when we have these big nemesis relationships, these angels in disguise, you know, their aides posing as abusers, but they're bringing us back to self-love is we realize these gaps in this healing, as you so eloquently put, Tammy, we've got to become the healer of those ourselves. And then these people have no interest and no power for us, over us at all. And I love what you're saying. It's like, we really have to be willing to surrender our victim story. We have to be willing to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. And again, like you said, not in a way that we're having a pity party, but just to have that awareness, that awakening. And when we start to really say, you know what? Yes. And you talk about that. You were at a fork in the road. You could either give up or step up. And I'm so grateful you stepped up. And I did as well. And I think both of us are living examples of being able to recover and go on to living a bright, fulfilling, service-oriented, beautiful life. So I'm just very grateful that you said yes to your healing journey and that you are now shining your light and your wisdom and your beauty in the world. This is really incredible. Yeah, and Tammy, you're doing that too. You know, you are a glowing, beautiful, expanded woman. And I think everybody can be this exquisite version of themselves, but not if we're looking for a savior or a false god. We have to look to that, I think, something greater the universe. And um, to me, that was definitely um, my learning and my experience. And I I like the saying, we are our own dragons and our own heroes. We have to rescue ourselves from ourselves. We can't think somebody's going to come along and do it for us. That just sets us up for heartbreak and failure. And I think to be um, a target for a predator, Oh, gosh, it so does. And we hadn't realised that we'd been, you know, unconscious children in an adult body looking for a parent this time to do it right. That's exactly, exactly right. That's what I understand it to be as well. So, Melanie, I'm very curious. Um, You talk about the different forms of narcissistic abuse. Can you touch on that? Yeah, well... Okay, in do you want to be a little bit more specific in what you what you mean by that question? Yeah, so I, I hear this. Well, I, I, there are, I guess, different kinds of narcissistic abuse, different forms, and it doesn't always have to look like um, like a romantic relationships. It can show up in different types mm-hmm. of relationships. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, look, absolutely. You know, many people um, think, you know, originally when they come across my stuff that this is just about intimate partner relationship and it so, so isn't. Narcissists can be in any area of our life. They really can. And a lot of people definitely have gone through it in family of origin where there's been uh, a narcissistic parent who, for their own reasons and usually their own damage, and the, the way they were parented as well, they're carrying their traumas. You know, they're disconnected. They're not somebody who can offer you uh, unconditional love and support. You know, they may be parenting you in very selfish, self-absorbed ways. They may be neglectful. They may be demanding uh, obedience from you to satisfy their false self, their ego. 
So there's all sorts of ways that can manifest, but it can show up in a boss or a colleague or even your own child, um, a sibling, you know, any family. It can be anywhere. It can be, and it can be a neighbour. You know, there have been people I've met that are absolutely terrorised by narcissistic neighbours. So these people are very uh, toxic. They will instill, it can be a friend. It could be somebody that you don't know why you're tolerating their behaviour. They play with your emotions. You feel hooked into them. You feel obsessed by what they say or what they don't say or what they do or what they don't do. You know, these people really get under our skin. They hook into our wounds. They suck our life force. It's, It's quite a psychic emotional phenomena yeah like the energy vampire or something they are energy vampires absolutely so melody what are some of the um abuse syndrome signs what somebody's like maybe listening and thinking well i think i'm in a relationship with a a narcissist but i'm not sure what might be Mm -hmm. some of the signs that they would be experiencing that might be an indication that that is in fact the case I talk, look, we, we can go to the DSM and have a look at, you know, what is the criteria of narcissism. And I, I just don't think it really relates to real life stuff enough for us to identify it. I wrote about in my book five major signs of narcissism. And the first one is emotional insecurity. Mm. So the general public think that narcissists are really, you know, big and confident and powerful people. But nothing could be further from the truth. That's the false self. That's a mask. So when you get close and intimate with these people, you start to see the cracks. They get bent out of shape about things that people uh, normally wouldn't. They have a very fragile self-esteem and self-worth. So they're they're often suffering narcissistic injuries on, um, on a fine line. So if they don't receive enough attention in a group setting, you know, they may exit the scene or they'll start diminishing people to, you know, these people don't like the limelight being stolen from them. They Mm -hmm. also do make up stories in their heads that are so real to them about what you are and what you aren't doing. Um, Yeah, and they just, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't with these people. So... Entitlement is the second thing. Narcissists really believe that they're entitled. So you'll see that they're not kind, they're not considerate. They can be when they're love bombing or they have an agenda. But apart from that, and that can be really tricky because it can look very, very real when they're being glorious, delightful people, as many of them can be. So But when you get to know them, they're entitled. They believe that they should have the goodies at other people's expenses. They believe that everybody should march to their drum and fulfil what they want. And if people don't look after their emotional self correctly, often narcissists will lash out and punish. Yeah. Yeah. And angry. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very confusing. It's very, very insidious. Absolutely. Because, Tammy, you know, one minute, I call it um, a door and a whore on a dime. So one minute, you're the most loved, idealized person in their life. And the next, 
you're the demon to them. You're rubbish. They hate you. It's incredibly confusing. You can really dismantle one's sense of self and confidence. If you're not really solid in yourself, you can really, it's like taking a couple of bricks out of your foundation. And if you stay longer, more bricks and more bricks. And then tell that you're a whisper of yourself like you were, like I was. Absolutely. We end up virtually destroyed. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm just our former self, totally. Yes, a shadow of our former self. And so it, it really is about, I think, coming full circle and coming back to that state of wholeness and maybe setting that intention to become whole. And I'm thrilled that you're going to continue this conversation because I think there's so much more important stuff to address here, so much great wisdom to share. Um, but for now, Melanie, can you please do a shout out where people can find you, get a hold of you, connect with you and start to um, start their healing process? Sure, Tammy. Melanie, TonyaEvans.com is my website. And also to my new book, uh, check that out, which is YouCanThriveBook.com. I have a copy of this book, You Can Thrive After Narcissistic Abuse. It's an amazing book, and I love the exercise. It's very interactive. So if you think you've been abused by a narcissist or maybe in a relationship with a narcissist, or if any of this is resonating for you, I cannot recommend this book enough. Really, really, really good stuff. So Melanie, thank you for saying yes to this show. I'm excited about our second and third segment. So if you are enjoying it, continue to listen and hang out and be in touch with um, Melanie for sure, with me for sure. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Are you on social media, Melanie? Yeah, absolutely. Melanie Tony Evans. You can see me on Facebook. I'm on uh, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, (laughs) all of those places. Awesome. Yes, you are pretty available and accessible and you are very, very generous with your teachings and wisdom and gifts of, of healing and wholeness. So just, I'm just so grateful to have you here and to continue the conversation. And to my listeners and friends, thank you, thank you, thank you for making this a part of your day. Your time is some of the most important um, commodity. It is the most important commodity that you have so that you make us a part of your day. We are incredibly honored and blessed. Be in touch with us um, at Empower Radio or me personally, TammyBPhD.com. Know that. Um, Gosh, this is about relationships, and I'm just incredibly honored to have you part of my life. So I am sending you blessings of grace, ease, peace, healing, wholeness, and great love. Take good, gentle care of yourself. Come back and listen to our next shows. You're in our heart and prayers. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.